It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to Late Night Football. Welcome to the final preview episode for today. Um, and uh, I'm not going to do Manchester City, Newcastle, or Liverpool, West Brom. We're not doing those two. I think those are straightaway gimmies. I think you don't need to be an expert to predict the result for that. It's going to be a, quite a comfortable win for Manchester City. It's going to be quite. It's going to be a very, very comfortable win for Liverpool. Uh, you know, you can pretty much give away those. I think I think City will beat Newcastle 3-0. I think Liverpool will win 5-0 against, against West Brom. And those are my predictions. I'm not going to go into deep analysis of that, but those are just my predictions. I think those are gimmick games at this point for those two teams. They're going to win them, so I don't want to do... So you don't need a tactical expert to predict what's going to happen in those games. But the interesting, intriguing game for Sunday is Wolves against Tottenham. I think that's... And I think in, in past season that this would be an unremarkable fixture in some ways, but... I think for this season, it's, it's very interesting because Wolves are coming into a bit of form. They just beat Chelsea. Uh, they, they, you know, they played very well in the last couple of, of, of weeks. And you've got Tottenham, who's starting at that really good season, starting to sort of slide down the table a little bit, a little bit of a momentum that has stalled. So this game is going to be critical uh, from that perspective. Wolves are in actually pretty good form, and they've actually recovered quite well from the absence of Raul Jimenez. Um, they've done very well. And uh, you've got in, in Pedro Neto, Daniel Pudens, and Adama Torre, they probably are the fastest front three in the Premier League. I don't know many many Premier League teams that have a faster front three uh, than those three. They've got really, really fast and dynamic front three. Um, and it's going to be, and, and so that is, you know, so that's where they build their success on that. I think Fabio Silva has been good, but I think Fabio Silva at this moment is still too young, too raw to be trusted in these sort of games. So I don't think he will start. Um, I don't think he should start. But, uh, you know, that front three is, is, is deadly. And then they've got um, Joao Moutinho, who just looks... Uh, Class. I mean, is I, I, Joao Moutinho is someone who's I think he's 34, 35. He's been around forever. He feels like he's 40 years old. You know, you've been talking about Joao Moutinho as this player for so long. Um, never got that big move to a big club. Um, and in his career, he I, he never really got that you know recognition that he deserved. But uh, what a class player he is. And then you've got Ruben Neves, uh, who's also been brilliant this season. You've got uh, a, a, you've got a solid back too as well. And Conor Gori, aside from the, from helping Liverpool win the game that that you know that he did. Uh, you know, you know, he's been pretty solid, uh, and you know, it's been well supported by uh, some of the by some of the other players around him. I know there's a lot of consternation around some of the Portuguese players, some of Mendes client players, uh, as 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 they're known. But I think by and large, uh, I think Bulls have a very compact, very organized defense. You kind of know what you get from Bulls. Uh, you've got a very strong, solid base defensively, and then they've got these dynamic attackers that can go forward and attack. Uh, I forgot about Leander Dendonker. Dendonker has also been really, is, you know, someone who's really good. He links defense and attack really well. Uh, so, so they've got good parts. They've got really good parts. And the sum of those parts have functioned really well together. And as long as they keep doing that, I think it was, uh, you know, the successfully transition from a back three to a back four as well. So that's been good. And that's, you know, shows evolution, so shows adaptation, which is awesome for them as a team. And, um, you know, they're, they're going to be a tough match for Liverpool, uh, for, for Spurs in this game. It's going to be a very, very tough game for them. Uh, this one's not going to be an easy one, but from Spurs' point of view, I think that's that's the key for us to look at is is what what are Spurs going to do? Now, there's a lot of issues and talk around Spurs. I think I, I tweeted this last week after the last game. I said it as well. I feel like Mourinho is starting to fall into his old traps again. 
um, you know, they started the season. A lot of people say he started the season very offensively attacking. I think they got a little bit lucky because, you know, they had this amazing three-goal burst against West Ham right at the start of the game. Uh, so they looked with it, you know, they had this very glossy look to the scoreline. They actually, you know, United, uh, you know, they self-imploded a little bit. You know, the first two goals were both uh, schoolboy errors that United did that, you know, when Maguire decided to, you know, stop defending for that day, he probably decided to take a break. Uh, from defending that day and then they got the red card and then United just capitulated and lost 6-1 so that kind of gave them a little bit so those nine goals kind of gave them a little bit of a false uh, you know position of, of being an attacking team they're not they've not been at, or at least from when I've been watching them for the last three or four games or five games they haven't been dynamic attacking attacking wise they haven't been offensively um, you know front foot what they have done very well is they have been able to stay compact uh, you know defend and then just break forward and use Son's pace, Son's clinicality, and Kane's uh, vision and his, uh, you know, clinical finishing, finishing to be able to win games. But uh, if you look at the Chelsea game, if you look at the Crystal Palace game, if you look at the uh, the game that they had against uh, uh, Leicester, what well, you you've been now starting to see certain clear patterns that are emerging, and that's that they are. It's becoming more and more park the bus. It's becoming more and more drop deep, and then you know, like a spring, you coil in and you break out. And what the, the issue with that for Spurs is if you don't win those games, if you don't win games playing that way, it starts to wear the players out because, you know, for someone like Kane or someone like Son, having to just keep having to play as a wing back, almost a glorified wing back, and then suddenly, you know, keep going forward, it affects you. It affects you mentally, it affects you physically. You can't always keep doing that. It's the same for Kane. And a lot of people talk about Kane's vision and his passing. I feel a lot of that is because he's defending so deep that, you know, if he doesn't have the pace to run up and down the pitch that quickly. So, you know, it's almost like he's almost playing as a quarterback because, you know, he doesn't have the pace to be the striker. So he's just sort of been like, you know what, I'm, I, this is the best I can do is I can go to the, you know, to the to defend my own corner. And then if I come out, I'm just going to give it to Son and let Son score. Uh, I'm sure that's not the case. I'm sure, I'm sure it's more nuanced than that. But it just feels that way that, you know, Spurs are becoming more and more and more and more defensive. Um, and something has to change. Something needs to change. I think, I think for this game, the issue though is that uh, Bulls are very good on the counter. They've got three very fast players. So, if you go at offensive, um, you know, you risk leaving gaps behind. So I feel like Spurs are probably going to do uh, more of the same. They're probably going to go again defensive. They're going to try to you know, skip, stay compact uh, in their shape. And they're going to try to protect that uh, defense and protect themselves against that threat of, uh, of Prudence, uh, Traore and Neto. So, you know, I, yeah, it's just, I, I, I can see this being a very, very cagey game uh, in, in that sense, because I feel Wolves are not going to try and, try and break a team down. They never do that. They don't have the ability to break a team down. And I think Spurs will probably be reluctant to commit too many men forward. So it would probably be up to, you know, try to defend and then maybe leave it to Ken and Son to see if they can do something. Um, and if they, if they can't, if they lose that game, then you start to, then the questions might start to be asked about, uh, you know, Mourinho, about, about, you know, about the players being, you know, whether they are suited to that. Um, but I mean, other than that, I think the team pretty much picks itself. Uh, the only question would be, is it going to be Bergwijn or Lucy? He started Lucy on the last game. I think Bergwijn will start this one. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he drops in Dombele and Lucelso for maybe another, a little bit more conservative midfielder. Uh, maybe Wings. I don't know if Wings is available. Maybe Wings, maybe um, somebody else. Uh, I, I just feel like, uh, you know, he probably might want a little bit more insurance policy because Mourinho's answer to things is you just get more insurance policy rather than try to be more attacking. So, he might do that, but I don't think so. I think he'd probably start with... The question is whether he starts with Lo Celso or normally. I think he might go with Lo Celso for this game. Uh, just because Lo Celso, I think, gives him that little bit more... Uh, I mean, I don't know what Lo Celso's injury status is even because I just probably need to look at that as well. Uh, let's do a quick look at uh, Lo Celso. Um, 
his uh, his injury status. Yeah, so he is not uh, he's uh, not available. Lucelso is not even available. So I think it'll probably be Ndombele who is going to start um, against uh, against uh, um, Wolves. I think uh, so. Uh, it's, it's yeah, it's going to be it's it's tough. I mean, isn't it? Um, uh, yeah. So you know, he just said that he's fit. So yeah, it's probably going to be Ndombele who's going to start against uh, against Wolves. So that would be interesting. I think Ndombele does provide a little bit of physicality, a little bit more technical ability. But um, yeah, I think his directive will also be the same. Will be to try and defend and stay and stay in shape. Uh, the issue, though, and a lot of controversy on Delhi Ali and what happened in the game against uh, Stoke, where he kind of criticized him. Um, and you just feel with Delhi Ali, I think he, the 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 it, it's it's a waiting game now for him to kind of the countdown has begun for him to leave Spurs. I think whether he does it in Jan, whether he does it in the summer, I think he will leave. And I think it's good for him. It's good for his career. Um, regardless of what Mourinho made comments, the comments that Mourinho made. I do feel that his time has been coming up. I don't think he's been. I think since the World Cup, he's really regressed. Um, you know, when even at the World Cup, he didn't have the best of World Cups, but he was part of that team that was getting to the, um, you know, got to the semi-finals, was playing really well. And you really hope he would kick on. It's it's funny how the two players, the two midfielders in that team, was Dele Ali and Jesse Lingard. And you you had high hopes. I had high hopes for Jesse Lingard at that tournament because I thought he was very very good in the role that he was playing. Um, and I thought. If he keeps at this up, and I and I said this as well that the Facebook uh, post is there. Somebody wants to look it up. It's there. Um, but I said that uh, not it's on my personal post, not not on uh, not, on, not on, the, on the on the page. But I had said that uh, if Lingard kept the trajectory that he was on, where in 2014 he was winning the FA Cup final and wasn't even in the England squad, anywhere near the England squad, he was not even a regular starter for Manchester United at that point. Um, from there. Uh, at the end of 2014, within you know, so within two years, he was a regular starter for England and for Manchester United. He was playing a World Cup semi-final. I thought if he keeps up this trajectory, he could very well be one of the one of the very one of the finest playmakers that England ever produced because he had he still has he has a lot of technical ability. I think his technical ability is very underrated. He's got very good feet. He's got very good range. He's very dynamic with his passing, or he was at least. But since that World Cup, he's 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 uh, kind of regressed a lot. Um, and not and Dele Ali has not regressed as much, but he's regressed as well. I think he's. And again, it could just be a case of people, you know, sometimes getting hype, getting the, you know, getting the attention, getting too much too soon, and he's kind of fallen behind a little bit. But uh, I mean, it's it's just it's it's sad to see. But I I think the countdown is dropping. I think I don't think he will play a part in this game. I don't think you could have him play a part in this game. Do after after everything that that has been said, so I'd expect him not to play um, this one. I, I expect him that maybe in January he's probably going to be thinking maybe I need to leave. I don't know where he's going to go, but I think he'll be thinking, yeah, maybe I need to leave and and resurrect my career somewhere else. But um, but I mean, coming to this game, it's 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 a crunch time for Mourinho. I think a lot will depend on the tactics that he plays. If he plays past the bus, which he probably will, and if he loses or doesn't win or draws, I think questions will start to be asked. I think he'll look at a draw as a good result. I'm sure he will think that you know draw is a great result against Wolves, uh, considering that uh, they are playing away from home and the Wolves are very very good on the counter. So he will probably look at that as a good result. I don't know. I don't know as a fan if you would look at that as a good result. I'm not a Tottenham fan, so I don't know. Um, but a, but a loss would definitely would definitely hurt Spurs a lot, particularly in the season that promised so much. On the flip side, though, I think as I said, if Spurs are going to win the Europa League, they've got to be. They they probably will think that if they're not in title contention by that point, I think Mourinho will start focusing on the Europa League uh, to try and win that. I think I think that's probably what's going to happen, um, and uh, that might be with focus with. So maybe you know, for Spurs fans, maybe not such a bad thing if they focus. They do have a team that can win the Europa League. To be honest, they probably are the favorites to win the Europa League at this point. So. Uh, you know, it's not such a bad thing. I think overall, if, if that happens, but we shall see. There's still quite some uh, some ways away from February, but this this game is going to be critical. It's going it's going to be interesting. 
uh, just to see, if only just to see what Mourinho does and can he adapt and can he change. Uh, but my prediction, I, I, it's hard, again, hard to say. Um, conventional logic suggests that it's going to be a draw, um, but I just feel like Mourinho is going to pull it up. I think he's going to win this one. Um, I think it's going to be one nil, one nil to Spurs. I think that's it's it's that sort of game, isn't it? It's, it's a one goal game. You get that goal, whoever gets that goal, that first goal is probably gonna going to go on and win it because that's that's going to be the key, really, is that who's going to be brave enough to get that first goal? Who's going to be uh, you know thinking about getting that first goal? Because if Spurs get that first goal, they've got the team then to defend and see it out. Um, and on the other hand, if Wolves get that first goal, they have the team as well to to see it out. So you, you and and you wonder if if Spurs can break them down, if the other team can break them down, if they have to. So. It's probably going to be all about getting that first goal and how adventurous they are and getting it and how uh, you know how they get it. I mean, Leicester were gifted a goal by Spurs, so I'm sure we're going to be talking about that in this pre-match conference. But yeah, I think it's just I think Spurs will win it. I think it's going to be one nil uh, to Spurs. That's it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be uh, nice to see, but it might just get the job done. So that's that's my prediction. But anyway, let me know in the comments what do you think? What do you think the score is going to be? What do you think that that the final? Uh, it's going to be what do you think uh, Mourinho should do or will, or Nuno should do in terms of team tactics and setup? But really, you know, always excited to hear that, and it's always great to hear different opinions because we all have different opinions. So you know, let me know what you think. Uh, and remember to smash a like and subscribe to the channel if you're new on YouTube. Uh, you know, it really helps me uh, in in growing this channel and, and making sure that I keep producing good content or great content for you. Uh, so please uh, show your support by subscribing. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much. Have a good uh, day or night, whatever time you're watching this. If you're still celebrating Christmas, Merry Christmas to all of you. And, uh, you know, hope your day goes well. Hope you've had a lot, of, a lot of good time with your friends and family. I know it's not the best Christmas this year with, with everything that's been going on. But, you know, just look at it. You know, let's just look at it as, as, as a precursor to great things ahead for next year. Um, that's really all we can do. So enjoy your, uh, your Christmas and uh, hope you have a good uh, weekend watching games. And hope your team, all, all of your teams do well. As I am sure Leicester fan, I wouldn't want Leicester to do well, but uh, <laughs> uh, no, hopefully everybody, everybody has a good weekend as well watching the games. But take care, have a good night or day, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.